Alhamdulillah وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وجاهد في الله حق جهادي فمن أطاعه دخل الجنة ومن عصاه دخل النار صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد فإن من أعظم قصص المرسلين ما قصه, ما قصه الله سبحانه وتعالى أن كليمه موسى ابن عبران عليه الصلاة والسلام فقد ذكر سبحانه وتعالى قصته في مواضع متعددة مبسوطة تارة ومختصرة تارة قال سبحانه وتعالى ولقد أرسلنا موسى بآياتنا أن أخرج قومك من الظلمات إلى النور وذكرهم بأيام الله إن في ذلك لآيات لكل صبار شكور وإذ قال موسى لقومه اذكروا نعمة الله عليكم إذ أنجاكم من آل فرعون يسومونكم سوع العذاب ويذبحون أبناءكم ويستحيون نساءكم وفي ذلك بلاء من ربكم عظيم فأن عن ابن عباس رضي الله عنه قال قدم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المدينة واليهود تسوم يوم عاشورا فقال ما هذا اليوم الذي تسوم تسومونه فقالوا هذا يوم ظهر فيه موسى على فرعون فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لأصحابه أنتم أحق بموسى منهم Today, inshallah, we would like to look at the kissa of Nabi Musa as mentioned in the glorious Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Ibrahim, وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا مُوسَى بِآيَاتِنَا أَنْ أَخْرِجَ قَوْمَكَ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُورِ that verily Allah has sent Nabi Musa with our signs and akhrija qawmaka min al-dhulumat ilal nur that Allah must rescue his tribe the Bani Israel and take them from the dhulumat the darkness of oppression ilal nur to the nur and the justice of Islam wa dhakirhum bi ayyamillah and remind them of the days of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there are certain days in the year that Allah Ta'ala manifests His great power by destroying the oppressors 
Or there are certain days that Allah Ta'ala gives lots of rahmah, like the day of Arafah. So Rasul, um, Allah Ta'ala says to Nabi Musa, remind your people of the days of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And although the 10th of Muharram was two days ago, we would like to remind people of the greatness of this day. Because the lesson of the day is not confined to the day itself, but it, it is beyond the 10th of Muharram. So as Allah Ta'ala says to Nabi Musa, وَذَكِّرْهُمْ بِأَيَّامِ اللَّهِ Remind them of the days of Allah. We would like to remind ourselves of the greatness of that day and why we were supposed to fast on that particular day. <coughs> Ibn Abbas says, Rasulullah came to Medina and he found that the Jews, they were fasting. Tasumu Yawmu Ashura. And they asked, Rasulullah asked him, Ma hadha al-yawm alladhi tasumunahu? What is this day that you are fasting? فَقَالُوا هَذَا يَوْمٌ ظَهَرَ فِيهِ مُوسَى عَلَى فِرْعَوْنِ This is the day that Allah has granted victory for Nabi Musa over Fir'aun. فَقَالَ النَّبِي صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ لِأَصْحَابِهِ أَنْتُمْ أَحَقُّ بِمُوسَى مِنْهُمْ فَسُومُوهُ We have a greater right to be followers of Nabi Musa than the Bani Israel. So he ordered the Sahaba to also fast on the 10th of Muharram. Alhamdulillah, in many homes, you know, we find the young and the old have observed this fast on the 10th of Muharram. Unfortunately, in many other homes, the day has passed and, you know, it was just like an ordinary day. One of the greatest benefits for this Ummah is that if you look at the state of the Ummah, globally and locally, we find that the Ummah is in a very bad state. We find that the Ummah is being oppressed in Palestine. The Ummah is being oppressed in Syria. We find that on a daily basis, people are being arrested. People are being chucked in jail. The women are being raped. And this is happening in Syria, it's happening in Palestine. And we think, Ya Allah, what is the answer? Where will victory come for us? When will the conditions change in this area? In these areas. And if we look at the reason why Rasulullah asked the Ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad to fast on the 10th, then this will go in a great way to help us achieve victory for the Ummah in any battle. Whether it be in Syria, whether it be in Palestine, and whether it be your own personal battles that you are fighting. Because if Allah Ta'ala can give assistance to the Muslim army to grant them victory, then Allah Ta'ala will grant also assistance to you as an individual. Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, in Surah, An'al, Surah Anfal, in tastaftihu. If you knock on the door of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you knock on Allah's door for Allah to grant you an opening, whether it is in the exams, whether it is any particular problem, Allah says, Allah will grant you an opening. 
We must just have yaqeen and sabr. Ibn Taymiyyah says, he says, it is with yaqeen. Bisabr wal yaqeen tanalu biha al-ummah al-imamata fid-deen. He says, if you have sabr and you have yaqeen, then this ummah will reach and they will be bestowed upon them leadership of mankind with two internal qualities the qualities of yaqeen meaning the belief the firm belief that Allah alone has got all the power and man can have no power except the power that Allah has bestowed upon him and secondly to have the the sifat the quality of sabr sabr means to persevere with the good and expect a good result from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to wait patiently for that positive result in the time that Allah decides for you and the most important thing is your conduct during that sabr Allah says فَاصْبِرْ لِحُكْمِ رَبِّكَ وَلَا تُطِعْ مِنْهُمْ آثِمًا أَوْ كَفُورًا that when you sabr do not obey the, the person that is a sinner, nor the person that is ungrateful. So with these two qualities, the Ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will achieve leadership, inshallah, of the world. So Jamaat al-Muslimin, the kissa of Nabi Musa is not an ordinary kissa. First of all, he was one of the first, the five, most important anbiya mentioned in the Quran, the Ulul Azam min al Rusul. Secondly, it is the Nabi that Allah Ta'ala mentions the most in the Quran. So, out of the so many anbiyas, of the 25 anbiyas mentioned in the Quran, Allah has decided that the kissa of Nabi Musa must be the most repeated kissa in the Quran for this ummah. For the benefit of this ummah. We find in Surah Baqarah, the story of Nabi Musa. In Surah A'raf, in Surah Yunus, in Surah Hud, Surah Bani Israel, Surah Maryam, Surah Taha, Surah Furqan, Surah Shu'ara, Surah Naml, Surah Qasas, Surah Ankabut, Surah Anbiya, Surah Safat. Surah Nazi'at. So, Jamaat, when Rasulullah asked the Ummah to fast on the 10th, because of what happened to Nabi Musa, we must not take that command lightly. And just walk away from it, because it is Sunnah. It's not a faral, so it doesn't bother me. First of all, Rasulullah promised us that Allah will grant you forgiveness of your past year's sins. So Jamaat al-Muslimin, this khutbah is not just for today, it's also for future 10th of Muharram days. So Jamaat al-Muslimin, some people want to divert the importance of this day to something else. I mean, I've just mentioned to you that this is one of the most important anbiya. And his kisa is mentioned the most in the glorious Quran. And some people want to celebrate Muharram, because of the death of Sayyidina Hussein. 
There were people greater in status than Sayyidina Hussein, Sayyidina Uthman, Sayyidina Ali, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Sayyidina Hamza, his uncle. And Rasulullah did not command any of us to, on the 10th of Muharram, to take a sword and to hit your heads, you know, to bang your heads with swords and knives. Rasulullah did not command, this is Laysa minna man darab al khudud wa shakal juyub wa da'a bidawa al jahiliya. He says, the person is not from this ummah who hit his cheeks and tear his clothing and call by the da'wah of jahiliya. So, what a beautiful sight. If you look at in the haram, how thousands of people fast on the 10th of Muharram. And what an ugly sight. If you see people, you know, they take knives in order to mourn the, what happened to Sayyidina Hussein, and they cut themselves with knives, and they beat themselves with iron rods over their bodies. This is not part of the true Islam of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Jamaat al-Muslimin, this qissa of Nabi Musa, we see that it is the blueprint for the success of the Muslim Ummah. Allah says in Surah Qasas, and in this Surah we find Nabi Musa's qissa mentioned in detail. Allah says, وَنُرِيدُ أَن نَمُنَّ عَلَى الَّذِينَ اسْتُضْعِفُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَنَجَعَلَهُمْ أَئِمَّةِ وَنَجَعَلَهُمُ الْوَارِثِينَ Allah says, we intend to give a favor to the people that are oppressed. At the end of the day, it is Allah's decision. It's a favor from Allah if Allah wants to bestow the leadership on a group of people. Allah says, we have given a favor to the mustad'afeen and we made them وَنَجَعَلَهُمْ أَئِمَّةِ We made them leaders. وَنَجَعَلَهُمُ الْوَارِثِينَ And we made them the inheritors. وَنُمَكِّنَ لَهُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ And Allah established them on the earth. وَنُرِيَ فِرْعَوْنَ وَهَامَانَ And Allah showed His kudara in the armies of Fir'aun and Wahaman وَجُنُودَهُمَا مِنْهُمْ مَا كَانُوا يَحْذَرُونَ Allah warned them and Allah destroyed them. This kissa is so beautiful, Jamaat al-Muslimin. It starts with the kissa of the Bani Israel. They're being persecuted. Fir'aun was a tyrant. Fir'aun was a person who forced the people. They must believe in him as an ilah. Like Bashar al-Assad also says he's an ilah. This is the belief of the Alawi Tariqah in Syria. So we find that this Jamaat al-Muslimin, Fir'aun want to kill the people. He would imprison the people if, don't, if they don't accept that he is the Ilah. He would kill the boys, young children. So Allah Ta'ala speak, speaks about the, the time when Nabi Musa was born. Allah says, وَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَىٰ أُمِّ مُوسَىٰ أَنْ we gave inspiration to the mother of Nabi Musa to breastfeed him. Why did Allah Ta'ala mention this situation? Is to show us the stage of the life of the baby. It was still a small baby. She was still breastfeeding the baby. 
when the armies of your own came to kill the baby and to kill all other children of the Bani Israel. So Allah says to the Ummi of Nabi Musa, the mother of Nabi Musa, a very strange thing. And if you don't have yaqeen, you will not accept this Amr. Nabi Musa's mother had yaqeen in Allah. Allah says, فَإِذَا خِفْتِ عَلَيْهِ If you fear for his safety, فَأَلْقِيهِ فِي الْيَمِّ Put him in a basket and throw him onto the river of the Nile. I mean, subhanallah. You know, you think that if the armies are coming, this is a mother. You know, we know the love of a mother for the child. And this is a newborn baby. So breastfeeding from the mother. And Allah says, if you fear for his safety, put him in a basket and put him on the river. And Allah says, وَلَا تَخَافِي Don't fear. وَلَا تَحْزَنِي Don't grieve. إِنَّا رَادُوهُ إِلَيْكَ We will return this baby to you. You must have yakin to do this. وَجَاعِلُوهُ مِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ And we will make him of the Anbiya. Allah promised that he will not only be saved, but he will reach adulthood and he will be granted nubuwa. So people need to have yakin in order to carry out this. So Allah Ta'ala speaks about this difficult situation. And Allah says, وَأَصْبَحَ فُؤَادُ أُمِّ مُوسَى فَارِغًا I mean, this is the mother's child. Allah says that our heart became empty of anything except the thought of her child. She carried out Allah's command, but she was still worried. Allah says her heart became empty. And the only thought in the heart was, what is going to happen to my child? And Allah says, إِنْ كَادَتْ لَتُبَدِي بِهِ لَوْلَا أَرَّبَطْنَا عَلَىٰ قَلْبِهَا لَتَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ So Allah strengthened the heart so that she can become of the true believers. I would like to pause here and mention a beautiful dua of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. For anybody that goes through this, Test. We are being tested by Allah. We must have sabr and yaqeen. Allah Rasulullah taught us the following dua. He says, Allahumma, ma zawayta anni, what you have taken away from me, mimma uhibbu, from what I love so much, faj'alhu faragan fima tuhib. Let that that space in my heart with that love with that thing is no longer there Allah has taken it away and you ask Allah replace it with the things that you love oh Allah if Allah Ta'ala you love your car Allah takes your car away there's an emptiness in your heart you ask Allah oh Allah replace what I've loved for myself replace it with something that you love oh Allah and the flip side of that is, وَيَا اللَّهِ مَا أَعْطَيْتَنِي مِمَّا أُحِبْ And what you have granted me, what I love, فَجَعَلْهُ قُوَّةً لِي Let it be my strength, فِيمَا تُحِبْ To do the things that you love. How beautiful is that? That if Allah grants you a ni'mah, 
You love it so much, use it so that Allah loves what you're doing with it. And when Allah takes away a ni'mah, have yaqeen, have sabr, and ask Allah to replace what you have loved with something that Allah loves for you. Subhanallah. The Jamaatul Muslimin, this kissa of Nabi Musa, why this kissa? You know, one can reflect over this kissa. Why did Allah select this particular kissa? And not the kissa of the 120,000 Anbiya that was sent to this dunya. Why this kissa? The ulama mentioned that there are similarities between Nabi Musa and Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had to leave Makkah. He had to leave Makkah because he was persecuted in Makkah. Nabi Musa was persecuted in Masr, in Egypt, and he had to leave Egypt. Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So what is the resemblance? One is both of them had to make hijrah because they were persecuted and their followers. Secondly, it was difficult for them to carry out their ibadat. It was so difficult that Rasulullah had to make salah in secret in the valleys of Makkah. And make salah in secret in the house of, of Arkham, Daru Arkham. What about Nabi Musa? Alayhi salatu wassalam. Jamaatul Muslimin. Nabi Musa, alayhi salatu wassalam. Allah Ta'ala says to, to Nabi Musa, وَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَى مُوسَى وَأَخِي أَن تَبَوَّأَ لِقَوْمِكُمَا بِمِسْرَ بُيُوتًا وَجَعَلُوا بُيُوتَكُمْ قِبَلَةً وَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ They couldn't establish masajid. They had to establish certain homes. And the point, these homes that the Muslims had to do in secret, had to make salah in those homes. So it's very similar to what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went through. You know, in Palestine today, the Muslims are prohibited if they younger than 40 to go to the masjid. So we must draw inspiration from these kissas. Jamaatul Muslim, just to mention that last night, you know, under the auspices of the MJC, we had the Palestinian awareness program here. And Mawlana Ihsan Hendricks mentioned that yesterday a 14-year-old child was a 14-year-old child was arrested. And there was a photo of him in the police station, but he was smiling. He was smiling. What does that show, Jamal? It shows that the mother and the father raised that child with yaqeen. That they can do nothing except what Allah Ta'ala wants to happen. Allah is the one that is Qadir. He also mentioned the kissa of a girl whose father was given a warrant of arrest. They're going to arrest the father and put him in prison for four months. And then extend maybe the four months to another four months. And then another year. And then five years. 
And they said, they said, oh, ya abati, let us at least go with you to the police station. He said, no, you go to school. He sent his children to school and said, I'm going to report. And what he did in, instead, he actually stood up with the rest of the Palestinians and he was killed. And he was given the title Asadul Aqsa, the Lion of Al-Aqsa. And this young girl came home and she says, I am proud of what my father achieved today. Because, you know, it would be difficult to accept for, for the father to be away for five years, then ten years, and never see your father again. But she accepted that the father has died in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the child that was raised with yaqeen. And that is why the Palestinians, they feel that the mothers that are there in Palestine, they give birth to Salahuddin's, the future Salahuddin's of the Ummah. They are raised with no fear. They are raised with yaqeen in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Rasulullah had to make salah in secret. Today we want things from Allah and we don't want to make salah. Or we make salah two, three minutes and we're done. And Jamaatul Muslimin, we know the matriculants are doing a major exam very shortly. And it's a great, it will be a great tragedy if they decide that even that little time that they have for salah, they have to cut short on it because they have to study. No, you must increase. Give you some of your extra minutes to make dhikr. That you, you do an acceptance with Allah. Make two rakah salatul hajah. If you write after Jummah, don't say, you know, we need the time. We need to focus because we're writing at 2 o'clock. Go to the Jummah and Allah Ta'ala will open. Allah will open your mind. In tastaftihu, if you, if you ask Allah for an opening, فَقَدْ جَاءَكُمُ الْفَتْحِ Allah says, verily, Allah used the word Qadr, which is Tawqid, Allah emphasized, if you ask Allah to open your mind, to open your face, make it easy, فَقَدْ جَاءَكُمُ الْفَتْحِ Allah says it has come already. It's in the past tense. To indicate that it will come to you. Definitely. You must just have the patience. It will come when Allah decides. So Jamaatul Muslimin, thirdly, what is important, what is the similarities between the two qissas? <coughs> Nabi Muhammad sallallahu when he came to Medina, he was welcomed by the Ansar. We know the, we know the story. We know that the qissa, the, the qasait, they were singing, al-Badru alayna. What about Nabi Musa? Nabi Musa had to flee Egypt in the middle of the night. What about him? Allah speaks about Nabi Musa and Allah says, فَسَقَى لَهُمَا ثُمَّ تَوَلَّى إِلَى ظِلْ فَقَالَ رَبِّ إِنِّي لِمَا أَنزَلْتَ إِلَيَّ مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَقِيرٍ He gave water to women, the sheep of two women that was watering the sheep because their father was old. 
And he could have asked, you know, just give me a little bit of food. He had nothing. He had no no place to stay. But in fact, instead, he said, Allah, Rabbi, inni, lima anzalta ilayya min khair, whatever you send down for me, O Allah, faqir, I'm in need of it. That is yakin. And what happened? The daughters went home. They spoke to their father about this young man who looked after his modesty. And he called Nabi Musa. Nabi Musa had no way, no place to go. Look at the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He came to this house. Some ulamas was the daughters of Nabi Shu'aib. Because he went to Madian. And Nabi Shu'aib was sent to Madian. And the father said, قَالَ إِنِّي أُرِيدُ أَنْ أُنْكِحَكَ إِحْدَبَنَ تَيَّهَاتَيْنِ He says, I want to marry one of my daughters to you. He was just looking for, a, for food. He asked Allah, whatever you give me, Allah, I'm in, I'm in need of it. Allah gave him a pious wife. Allah gave him a, a wife that is the daughter of a Nabi. And Allah Ta'ala gave him a place of safety. And the father said, what is the maskavi? That he must work for me for eight years. So for eight years he had a place to stay. Subhanallah. But if you want to stay ten years, that is entirely up to you. Subhanallah, just by what one incident, he was impressed with Nabi Musa and he wanted his daughter to get married. Nabi Musa had nothing. But this is a similarity. Where they made hijrah to, there was people who accepted their message. There was support for them. And when they came back, another similarity. When they came back, when they came back to Makkah, Rasulullah came to Makkah victorious. He came with an army of over 10,000 people. But there was no fight. Allah Ta'ala put the hidayah in the hearts of the Quraysh. And only about five people were slaughtered, were killed because of the enmity and the refusal to accept Islam and the continuous enmity towards Islam. Only five people of the many people in Makkah, they handed over the rule to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Nabi Musa came back to Egypt and Allah Ta'ala destroyed Fir'aun. Allah Ta'ala says, and we recite this when the Qudjahs leave the home, إِنَّ الَّذِي فَرَضَ عَلَيْكَ الْقُرْآنِ Verily the one who revealed to you the Qur'an, لَرَادُكَ إِلَى مَعَادِ Allah takes a qasm. Allah will bring you back to the place that you left. You left Makkah, Allah takes a qasm to Rasulullah, Allah will bring him back to Makkah. Not only did Allah bring him back, but Allah brought him back victorious. Allah brought Nabi Musa back to, Fir- to Misr, to Egypt, and he came back and Fir'aun was destroyed. This is the beauty, Jamaat al-Muslimin. We just need sabr and yaqeen. And do not, to conclude, do not, Jamaat al-Muslimin, do not put our trust in our material things. Do not put our trust in the material things. And some people think, you know, 
Islam must just be about glad tidings. A feel good Islam. That is not the true message of Islam. Allah, Allah Ta'ala subhanahu wa ta'ala takes an oath in the Quran. Where Allah Ta'ala says, La uqasimu bihada al-balad wa antahillum bihada al-balad wa walid wa ma walad laqad khalaqna al-insana fi kabad. Allah takes an oath by the city of Makkah. And then Allah Ta'ala makes that oath even greater by saying, I take this oath of this city while Rasulullah is staying in the city. And Allah takes an oath by the bond between the parent and the child. And Allah says, لَقَدْ خَلَقَنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي كَبَدْ Allah created man to struggle. You can't have an Islam that just have a feel-good feeling about it. Now sometimes you get foreign people coming here, and the people are prepared to pay 350 rand, 500 rand, just to have a feel-good feeling. No, Jamaat. There are times that you will be tested. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that verily that the people that will be tested, if the, the people that will be tested, the greatest will be the Anbiya. Rasulullah cried when his son was taken away. He said, Inna al-ayn tadma' The eyes will shed tears. Wa inna al-qalb la yahzan And the heart will be sad. And he says, وَإِنَّا لَا نَقُولْ إِلَّا فِيهِ رِضَ اللَّهِ But we will not say anything on the tongue except what Allah is happy with. We must be tested. We can't have an Islam that is just, you know, in our favor. We will be tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So lastly, just to give you the last point, inshallah we will conclude with this point, is that I said the material things will not grant you victory. It is that inward qualities of sabr and yaqeen. There was a man by the name of Qarun. He was of Nabi Musa's people. Inna Qarun kana min kawmi Musa fabagha alayhim. And Allah says, and we mentioned this a few weeks ago. وَآتَيْنَاهُ مِنَ الْكُنُوزِ مَا إِنَّ مَفَاتِحَهُ لَتَنُوءُ بِالْعُسْبَةِ أُولِي الْقُوَّةِ That he had so much wealth because he decided to go with the tyrant Fir'aun. Allah says he had so much wealth that just the keys of the doors that his treasures were stored in, you need a group of people to carry the, the keys around. Strong men. They had to transport the, the keys. This was how rich, how powerful he is. But Allah says, فَخَسَفْنَا بِهِ وَبِدَارِهِ الْأَرْضِ But Allah sent an earthquake that swallowed him and swallowed his palace. So your material things will not help you. Allahumma la taj'al musibatana fi deenina. Allah will test us in our material things. Ask Allah not to test us in our deen. You know, sometimes people, they plan their day meticulously. They plan this 10 o'clock they have a meeting, 1 o'clock they have a meeting, 3 o'clock another meeting. But our ulama says, if you do not plan with fajr in there, performing fajr at the time when Allah decides for you to make fajr, not five minutes when you leave the home and it's out of its waqt. If you plan your day like this and there's no fajr in, then you are doomed to fail. May Allah Ta'ala protect us.
আল্লাহ তালা প্রত্যেক আউ চৌধরান সাল্লাহ আলা সৈদ না মুহাম্মদ